It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? We're back. I'm Tom Robinson, a grateful recovering addict. And this is uh, the Life on Life's Terms podcast. And I am Chris Mandeville. Um, I am a heroin addict in recovery. Uh, and we are here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. on Quincy Ave. Like um, I always say, we're not affiliated mm. with any 12-step program, although we do endorse them. Love yes. them. Because we don't want to have to abide by anybody. No, and we don't want them responsible yes. for anything that happens here. Yes. You know. No no one is responsible for what is said here but us. That's right. These are all our opinions Each and our experiences. Person. Yeah. Um, so we're just putting this out there so that we can help people. That's it. You know, people that can't get to a meeting or don't have time to get to one or are hurting and they want to listen to one. Boom, you can go on 24-7, seven days a week, lolterms.com. Recovery you can like, subscribe. Yes, hashtag recovery at your fingertips. Um, so tonight we have um, we had, we had a guest on here, Jack Harper. Um, great guy. I love you, Jack. And we have Paul Venito, who's a friend of his. Um, known, you've known Jack for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Paul was supposed to be on one of the 9-11 flights. He was a flight attendant, um, and he didn't make that flight. Um, and he's going to share his experience about that with us. So we're going to turn it over to him. Oh, okay. Um, let me stop by saying I know Jack from uh, Recovery. I met Jack in Recovery when I first got sober. Um, I always consider myself a product of the cocaine 80s um, from a big family, Nine of us, uh, two brothers and drummers, so I grew up at rock and roll bands playing on the house. Oh, yeah. As a little kid. Yeah. 80s, I, you oh, said? Yeah, yeah absolutely. 80s, 80s. There's no partying going on no. with that stuff, though, right? So I was probably eight or nine years old. Everyone was drinking, smoking weed in the basement. And when I drank, I drank to oblivion. I always passed out and missed the party. So yeah. back then, they started passing speed around. And, black uh, beauties, black beauties, crossroads, and <laughs> and I woke up and I never missed the party. So, I consider myself an addict that liked to be speedy, mm. because I like to drink. When I drank, I drank to oblivion. So speed kept me awake. Right. So, I'll just tell you. After high school, a year out of high school, I got hired as a flight attendant in the airline industry. So, like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Wow. So, a company called World Airways. Some of you might have heard of them. They went off the runway in Logan. Mm. And, uh, a DC-10. So wow. it was my dream to travel, see the world. I flew for about a year and a half. I got laid off. When I came back, I was based in New Jersey. I got the construction business, was driving 10-wheel <clears> dump trucks. So through the 80s, the cocaine 80s, you know, it was discos, it was strip clubs, it was the fast lane. It was just that's the way it was back then until we started cooking the coke. Mm. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, yeah. there was no more strip clubs, there was no more discos, <laughs> then nope. it was detoxes. There was yeah. lots of blinds yeah. and lots of ashes, oh, yeah. oh, and lots yeah. of little oh, nips God. and straws. So I got, I got oh. a taste of recovery. All of a sudden, I'm in detoxes, and, and people would come in and tell their story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm single, never been married, don't have any kids. 
was lucky if I could keep a girlfriend longer than a half hour back then. <laughs> and, uh, if you did, if you yeah, wanted him any longer yeah. than that. So they would talk about the guilt, shame, and most people would tell their stories, not being there for their wives, their husbands, their kids, or whatever, and it would go yeah. right over my head. I just didn't, you know, I just didn't understand until my parents, both of them, got sick at the same time. Um, cancer. My mother both. My mother had a voice box taken out, and my father had a tumor. So my, all my eight brothers and sisters are doing what they're supposed to do. And when your parents are sick, and there was a list in the kitchen who was going to be there when the nurses showed up. Right, right. And they could never put my name in the I hate telling my story because I relive it, and I don't yes. like to feel that. Uh, but yeah, the yeah. fact of the matter is I have to tell it because it, it's, I just have to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, what happened was I hated walking through the kitchen because um, – because I knew my list. name wasn't on the list. They yeah, couldn't count yeah. on me to be yeah. there when the nurses showed up. And then my mother died at 9 o'clock, and my father died 12 hours later. And it was a moment wow. of truth. Oh, All of a sudden, I knew at God. that moment what these people were talking about, how powerful the disease of addiction was. Yep. Because if ever I didn't want to use, it was that time in my life. Because my mind was racing. That's right. But, you know, i got to hurry up and be a son. I'm 31 years old. I got. I never brought my father to Fenway Park. And you were sober at this time? No, this okay. is, that's when I got He's sober. Using, okay. Well, my that was May 15, 1992, when my parents died. Using against your will. Oh, no. it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. When I opened the door of my parents' house to let the undertaker in, I looked outside. There were three guys standing out in front of my parents' house that morning from Fort Square, AA meeting in Quincy. Mm. Wow. That I never joined, but I'd show up there after detox. You know, I never got involved in the program. But were your I, parents in sobriety at all? No, no. So they were there for you. Oh, they were there for nine of us. They, you know, my parents were from Roxbury. They brought up nine of us in Milton and uh, wow. sacrificed wow. everything, you know. And they were young. They died at 66 and 64. I mean, the, so. the AA people were there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so, wow. Now, so yeah. that's when I, you know, then I'm going to listen to these guys now. I knew what I was up against. That was a Friday morning. And they brought me to Fort Square that night. And, uh, and wow. both your parents were sick. They both. Both died, yeah, 12 hours apart. That's, so see, after, that's, that's, I. That's like a testament to, to like love, too. Oh, oh yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? Like, right. I'm going to hang on yeah. as long as I can. Okay, she's gone. I yeah, can let go now. Right. Exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. like. The only thing I looked at that whole thing was moving, I wouldn't want right? one without the other. Right. So that's right. the way I looked at it. Mm. So, but what it proved to me how powerful the disease was. Yeah. So these guys, you know, at that point, I was in detoxes before for on and off and, uh, and for crack and, and alcohol and but was it was it to get sober or was it just to get the heat I off or you didn't have any uh, yeah, money yeah yeah that type of thing didn't, didn't have nowhere to yeah, go yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah exactly i didn't i had no idea that's I, the only reason yeah, i went yeah, so yeah that's why i'm yeah. asking you know yeah yeah 30 days it was always 30 day treatments it was like a vacation yeah and uh yeah yeah but so i proceeded to get sober fort square guys and uh hung around with these guys and and uh at two years sober I ended up getting rehired with the airline industry. So my dream, once again, because of recovery, I to was able to world. travel around the world. Yeah, I remember my first living the dream. It was unbelievable. I, mean, I could <laughs> I was riding a camel around the pyramids in Egypt, and I couldn't believe what? it. You know, talk about talk Co about a pink cloud. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, from the crack house <laughs> to Roxbury. Yeah, and next thing I'm in Egypt. Not from, a, from a crack house <laughs> to Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend Cairo, but I'll tell you, it was something. <laughs> so, you know, life seemed all right. And my two younger brothers who were in recovery, both of them got over 20 years now. 
they followed me in after about four years mm. and, and mm. they've been sober since but um i just never thought still single still not no kids um maybe a girlfriend longer than a half hour at this point you know yeah, I mean? right, and, right. Uh, life seemed to be okay and uh i just never thought anything could happen to me worse than my parents dying 10 12 hours apart what could yeah, happen you know right. uh, what can top that well i just i i just didn't i just didn't think it could happen well, the day there will come a day when no power on this earth to keep you from drink or drug. A lot mm. of people know that saying in recovery, and I heard it a million times. I was ten years sober, and uh, flying for United, and I uh, my route was Boston to L.A., and I worked there all night in some L.A. to Boston, and I landed in Boston at nine eleven, seven o'clock. Got off the airplane. Five of my friends got on it. You know, I said, "See you later. Have a good trip." Walked off the plane, and uh, that was. They, that was Flight 175. They hit the second tower on 9/11. So, uh, you know, you know, um, uh, you know. I hate to. I, I hate when I, um, I have to talk about it because even though that was a long time ago, it wasn't a long time ago for me. Because what happened eight days after 9/11, as I told you guys earlier, that I was setting up the crew members' jackets on City Hall Plaza for a memorial concert. And Bette Midler came and sang, and uh, so these are the the crew members that you that watched killed, get yeah. on the plane yeah. and they were killed. Yeah. They were lost in that. So we, uh, and I proceeded on an opiate addiction. Never did an opiate in my life, and you know, being sober ten years, you'd hear people talk about nodding out, and, uh, and I, I know what's nodding out. I'm thinking, who wants to nod out in a strip club? How are you going to see the strippers? That's the way I looked at it. You know what <laughs> I mean? I don't want nothing yeah. to do with opiates. It right. just never interests me. Hey, you know. Nodding out is the absolute highest form of getting out of yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're yeah. sitting there in a nod, you're not thinking, yeah. you're not feeling. Yeah. You're not right. there. You're gone. Right. And yeah. when you're in so much pain, it's yeah. what you want. Yeah. And you're you not know? dropping that coffee. Yeah. You know? I know. You're still not dropping yeah. your coffee. <laughs> it's, and, it's amazing. You know, you, you, you're saying that, you know, it, it, it wasn't that long ago for you because... You went on a 14-year run, yeah, so you yeah. never dealt with that. So I shared something the other day that I stole from Jack, actually, yeah. and it said um, what it said was trauma is the gateway drug. Oh, yeah. I Read that. that again. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. You suffered a traumatic yeah. 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 incident, yeah. and that's that's what set that's you off. That's a wicked gateway I mean, drug. You didn't like to feel that way. And, and, you know, I, I got to tell you, it worked. The, uh, what worked for me was the pain medication. It worked. It numbed me out. I was able to get on the plane and function, mm -hmm. and you know. So you uh, stayed working. Oh, I, I flew for ten years, Whoa. strung out, and uh, you know, of course, some painkillers into the heroin. I was buying tire ounces of tire heroin out in L.A. and Vegas, and uh, yeah, get off yeah. the flight, go grab was, what you needed. Was, and, catch I the mean, next the one. stories go on and on. It's uh, it's you know, as I stay sober, I get flashbacks of some of the places I, and some of the things that happened. And, mm. and it, I'm baffled over that, how I lasted as long as I did. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. friends, you know, I, I, you know, when I speak at detoxes, my friend who I talked about, Kevin, who's, you know, a famous hockey player is in recovery. And he, he, he carries a message to kids before they start. And he's good at that. Yeah. I feel like I could carry what, what's happened to me since I made it back. I've been able to carry a message to a guy in a detox to give him some hope because I believe, my heart believes that 
you got to put a spark in someone right away mm. because, because just, I don't know. So I've been able to do that because of my passion for coming out of where I was is just a miracle to me. It's, yeah, right. It really, really is a miracle. I mean, I, I said it on my friend's show that I don't think anybody's got as high as I did because I was 30,000 feet, yeah, going right, right. 600 <laughs> miles an hour, right. and I was strung out for 10 years. Right. So if you're, if you're looking to get high, forget it because it wasn't no pretty picture being yeah. dope sick up there. Yeah. But um, it was horrible. It was horrible. The, 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 the stories are horrible. And mm. uh, so I'll just tell you, the pain medication worked for the trauma, you know, for a few years. For, yeah, it, it would shut this down. Yeah. It, yeah. Shuts it, would, it, down. it would stop you from thinking about oh. it. And, and, and like, but you when know, you don't process the feelings, oh, yeah. they still are there underneath the surface. Oh, and then, yeah. it, then oh, it gets yeah. then it gets locked up. Then it's it's stuck with you. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Then then it does more damage. The therapist yes. told me, I tried to explain it. Just picture a record on a record player. And yours is skipping, just skipping. It's just skipping. It's just skipping, skipping, skipping. And you got to knock yourself and get back on track mm. because 9-11 was happening to me every time I stepped on the airplane. I was like a cat on the airplane. I was Anything dropped on that plane, I knew where it dropped. I watched everybody. And how, how I did it for 10 years, I don't know. Oh, man, it was I can't up even imagine. It was unbelievable. Like, I, I always worked the back of the plane so I could see what was going on up front all so the time. So you, you basically, like... Tortured yourself for ten oh, years doing this job. It was unbelievable. Wow. Now I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I just thought about. Now why did, why did you want to stay in 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 the industry? Because I, I loved that job. I, I would have done that job for nothing. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I loved the people from all over the world, the traveling. I just enjoyed it. I always loved it. But what and, did you just think about? So this is if you could picture if you've flown across the country, San Francisco seven hours right from Boston to San Francisco. This is how bad it got. I would fly on my days off, ride because I could fly for nothing. I would ride the plane to San Francisco, seven hours, to meet a dr drug dealer, to get 2080s or whatever, and then fly back, right? 2000. Yeah. And, and your shit's not getting searched. No. Well, yeah, I went through security. The heroin, I was packaging it at first, but at the end, it was I was just throwing it my... It's a miracle they never busted me. A miracle. Mm. It really is. Wow. So what, what, it got so bad that one time, I flew out on my day off because I needed something for when I worked. I knew that. So on my day off, I'd ride the plane seven hours out to San Francisco, grab all the 80s, and... And then I knew, you know, I don't know how many years I was using at that point. I knew I was going to get, you know, your paranoia. They're going to get me. So I took all but 1080s, taped them underneath the flight attendant, uh, in a flight attendant computer room in San Francisco, taped them under there, because I know when I land in Boston, they're going to bust me. So I take 1080s with me, and I get on the plane, and I ride the plane back, six and a half hours back to Boston. I get off the plane, no one busts me. I'm like, oh, no, now what am I going to do? The same day, I got on the next flight, rode seven more hours back out to San Francisco, wow. got there underneath the desk, and flew six and a half hours. This is all in a 24-hour period. So I had something the next day that I was working in San Francisco. So it, it was like it was like this. It so was, they were still under the desk oh, like yeah, two oh, days later? Yeah. No, it was the same day. I flew back the same day. I got off the plane. Now, did you just take what you need and leave them there? And then <laughs> no, I took oh, all of them back oh, this okay. time. Okay. But I snorted 10 of them on the way back. Oh. It was wow. just, I mean, and that went on for years. It was, you know, and I was losing, 
my memory was going like flight attendants would say, why are you going to San Francisco? You know, I made up, I had a girlfriend in San Francisco. And then they'd see me on a flight ride, a flight to L.A. Why are you going to L.A.? Uh, 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 my girlfriend lives in L.A. I thought she lived in San Francisco. You know, I mean, it was just. Couldn't was, cover up the lies. This, yeah, it, was, yeah, it went yeah. on for years. Mm. I don't know how I, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, you were, t- you were talking about earlier, um, you don't like, like talking about it or like it took you a long time to, yeah. to process it. So last night, uh, yesterday, a buddy of mine asked me to go on a commitment. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. So we start driving there. He's like, yeah, it's over in Stoughton. And I's like, all right. So we pull up to the, I'm like, where, where's the commitment? He's like, oh, it's Andrew in Stoughton. I'm like, all right, where's that? He's like, uh, 909 Sumner Street. And I'm like, Goddard Hospital? He's like, yeah. My mother, I was active at the time. My mother was in that place. It was called Cranberry Crossing. Really? She died. The night before, I could have spoke with her. I had just gotten high, and I said, Ma, can I talk to you tomorrow? Yeah. So Whew. she hangs up. The next morning, I get a call oh, my God. from the doctor. you got to come up here. So I rush out of the house. I don't have anything. Yeah. I don't get anything. Yeah. I go to the hospital. Everyone's in there, my uncles, my grandparents, yeah. like everybody. I'm waiting all day for my for my girlfriend at the time to bring me up something. She's not coming. She's not coming. I'm like, what? and I'm aggravated. My mother's laying in the bed dying. Yeah, and I'm aggravated yeah. that I have uh-huh. to sit there. Yeah. Boy, you know. Yeah, and I and know. I walked. We pulled in that parking lot, and all that just came rushing oh, back last God. night. And yeah. this is 17 yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. 17 years. Yeah. And I was also born in that hospital. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. like, she takes her last breath. My family goes out into the lobby to like console each yeah. other, and I rob her purse. You know what I mean? Huh. And I shared that yeah. with all these guys yeah. in that place. Yeah. You know, for all I know, I could have been in the yeah. room that my mother was yeah. in. Yeah. You know. Wow. But like, see, see, only we understand. That. Yeah. Only and I so I says I use that. I said so. If you're sitting here and you think you've done something so bad that yeah. you can't tell any about anybody yeah. about it, I just told yeah. you my worst thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what That's I mean? That's right. That's right. And, and like. You know, people came up after, yeah, yeah. and they were like, you know, yeah. thank you for yeah, sharing that's that. That's right. You know, mm. it's see, I think that's important, and right away in a detox for the people to hear that stuff because it's a, it's almost like a shock value, or yeah. whatever it is, but it's reality, and they understand it. We understand it. Mm. Normal people don't understand. No, no, no. You start talking about yeah. that out in the street, people oh, yeah. are like, are, are you, wow, yeah, yeah. are you really? You know, they don't get it. It's, it takes it takes away who you really are. Yeah, it oh, just yeah. takes it. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, it really so. is. <coughs> I like to. Where are we? I did the uh, detox last night at the Gavin. I did a commitment there last oh, night. Oh yeah, I do that every Wednesday and. Um, uh, Southie. No, the one they, the Quincy they took over the Phoenix. Detox. Oh really? Yeah, Gavin took it over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yep. yeah, Phoenix so, yeah. House on uh, Old Colony. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was packed <coughs> in there. You know, I like doing that because, you know, it's. I really, I just believe it's important to because I, I mean, only I know for me how many I went through or whatever, and I just think today it's. It, you got to get it quick. You better get it quick with the fentanyl that's out there. Well, I read, I read uh, two days ago. Um, Plymouth County, nine fatal overdoses, yeah. 18 yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. other overdoses. Like nine of them that's were fatal. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's just the yeah. ones that they know yeah. about. You know? Yeah. It, the, it's, it's awful. And like, I don't, I, I says to these guys last night, I don't know what a Suboxone feels like. Yeah. Like, did I do methadone? Yeah, I yeah. did methadone. Yeah. But I did it for like 
five weeks yeah. because I didn't want to. Yeah. I looked around the clinic uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I look at these fucking <laughs> people, know. you know, yeah. but does, am I knocking that? No. Yeah. Does, does medical assisted treatment work? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, for yeah. me, it, it's abstinence, but I know if, if, if you take something the way you're supposed to, yeah. And you follow protocol. Yeah. Absolutely. It can work for you. However, but, but to hand tell- a drug addict, a whole bunch of oh, exactly, drugs exactly. that they're supposed to take, as prescribed, exactly. exactly. It's, yeah, it's but even tough, as man. prescribed, they'll 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 sit there, yeah. they'll up your dose, mm. you, you know, yeah, you'll yeah, be yeah. on over a hundred milligrams, because, and it's like because it's it. Come on, you know, there's oh, it's I don't horrible. know that that can yeah. be a whole nother that's, show. That's a whole, that can whole nother show. Absolutely. So, you but know. where were we in your story? <clears throat> so, yes. At the end, what happened was I uh, I was trying to set up a moment. every year nine eleven would come up, and it would fuel my addiction. Because yeah, you're, you're every, suffering that wow. trauma. I was, and, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all the news would talk about the firemen, the policemen, and it drove me crazy. Yeah. You know, I never heard about these flight attendants that went hand-to-hand combat. They were the first ones to fight that day. Mm. And um, yeah. so finally the 10-year anniversary is coming up. By now I'm so strung out. And I said, I got to do something, 10-year anniversary. And I tried to put on a memorial concert. And what happened was it brought me right back. I was right back to that day, obviously. And I, Absolutely. I was at yeah. a training facility in Chicago. Every year you go through a current training. And uh, I was, uh, I don't know if I should say it, but I guess I just, you know, who I was with. I was with a porn star that I met. And uh, she was with me in Chicago. And I pulled the box cutter out in a training class just to make a statement. And uh, that's what the terrorists used to. Oh, cutters. man. Right. And uh, they put a videotape in the training class, how to protect yourself if you're attacked on a plane. And uh, I just lost it. I said, this, you know, I said, that's ridiculous. It was like 30 flight attendants in the class. And I said, you've given the pilots guns, you've barricaded the cockpit doors, and that's all you're going to do for me is tell me to watch a video, how to protect myself. And I reached down in my bag and I pulled a box cutter out and I said, I've been carrying this for 10 years. And the instructor told me three times, put it away. And I'm like, what? He said, put it away. What? Put it away. Finally, I put it away. And uh, the class ended. I got up. I walked out. Me and this chick hopped on the flight, flew back to Boston. The next morning, the union called. What the hell happened? Corporate security has been notified. TSA all over the country has been notified. It's a federal offense. You've been carrying a box cutter. So now you're, you're, now, you're blacklisted. Wow. So they sent me to California for treatment. And I ended up out there for seven months. And when I left there, there was a guy in a pickup truck that I never met, a chick I knew in L.A. sent him up there, and he lifted up the, the liner of his pickup truck, and the whole floor of the pickup truck was 100-milligram fentanyl patches. He oh. says, how many do you want? And I said, give wow. me 10. And I, after seven months clean, I started chewing one, stuck one on, and I flew home to Boston, and I was back out running again. Mm. And my brother found me in an apartment in Quincy. I was probably 135, 40 pounds, mm. smoking an ounce of coke a day, trying to get off the dope. And uh, he sent me out to Florida, and I was out there for eight months. So I had that it. plan once. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Mm. I'm just going to smoke crack. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do it heroin anymore. Just crack. It was yeah. unbelievable. It's a brilliant plan right there. So I got to Florida eight months, and then my arm was stuck like this, and I couldn't move it. Why? Well, three of my sisters came out to visit me, and one of them was a nurse and in the operating room in uh, Beth Israel. Yeah. And... Uh, so they flew me up to Beth Israel and did MRI and I had two discs that were completely blown out my neck. Oh, wow. Then I, the doctor couldn't believe it. He said, I, I can't even believe you've been functioning. Well, 
you know, you do as yeah. much They're dope as I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So yep. they ended up surgery. I had uh, 15 screws and a metal plate put in my neck. So what, you just wow. lifted your arm up and it got stuck? I, just, I couldn't move it. Yeah. Couldn't move it. And, that's uh, crazy. Wow. So, of course, that set me out. Yeah. And I was back out again. Yeah, because I'm sure they prescribed you oh, pain yeah, medication. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. Like, you're you're oh. in recovery. Oh, yeah. I, I had a... Uh, appendicitis. Yeah, appendicitis. Mm. And, like, I was like, listen, I don't yeah. want anything. Yeah. You know, and I'm the only one up there and the nurse that was working... He's like, you're in recovery? I'm like, yeah. He's like, so no pain medication at all? I was like, no, yeah. no no opiates. Yeah. And uh, I was like, if they have to use something for anesthesia, that's different. Yeah. I said, I don't want to wake up and feel high. Yeah, yeah. And he says, okay. So he goes over, he gets a red bracelet, which they have to read because it means yeah. allergy. Yeah. He writes no opioids on it. Yeah. He's like, because sometimes they'll just administer it because yeah. they know you're going to be in pain. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that was... You know, that was kind of crazy. But, but I've I've been in, in the situation where it's like, no, I don't want anything. Yeah. Here, just take it. I know. Just Good take it with you. Just in case. I know. Just in case. Just take it just in case later yeah. on you're in pain. You know, I've realized that Tylenol and Advil work pretty yeah, well. That's right. you know yeah, I mean? that's right. When I'm not shooting heroin. I, I have four motors <laughs> in my pocket right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. So now that so, sent you out. That sent me out. So at the, at the end, I'll just tell you at the end, I was in... I was around people dying. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but that's like a big thing with me. Death scares me. It always has. I don't want to be... I'm a, you know, just, I don't want to be around that stuff, and I never experienced it. Where were these people who were dying? Chicks I was with overdosing. Oh, and all, it was okay. horrible. I was on Morton Street. Oh, my God. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. Chick overdosed in the car, and I'm 17 minutes doing CPR on her. Morton Street over in Dorchester? Yeah, at the gas station mm. there. Mm. And, uh, Mattapan. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. So I, it was the first time I ever thought about committing suicide because I, I pulled this chick out of the car and I'm doing CPI on her. And uh, I know it was 17 minutes long because a woman that called 911 was yelling at the ambulance drivers, what, what took you so long? But as I was doing it, I'm, I'm thinking, if I don't bring this chick back, I got to walk into her house and tell her two little daughters. And the thought mm-hmm. of that terrified me. And, I, and then I'm thinking, I gotta, how am I going to kill myself? And that terrified me. Wow. Thank and God. this is why you're doing CPR oh, on this yeah. girl. So it's your un- brain's like... It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe I was in this, this environment. Thank God I revived her. and um, You revived her? Yeah, I revived wow. her. So I, I wish that was the end of the happy end of the story because I was a year sober and she came into a meeting and got a 30-day chip and I couldn't believe it. I said, hey, how you doing? And she was with one of her daughters and her brother. Four days later, when I got a phone call, they found her dead and another girl dead. And uh, yeah, so well, those are stories we all hear. But yeah, when when, the, when there's when you get sober for a month and all of yeah. a sudden you try to do the yeah. same amount yeah. you were doing exactly. before, exactly. a lot yeah. of people die that way. That's how my cousin and, and there's so many people out there that aren't even getting what they think they are. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. you're buying you're buying a thirty a perk thirty oh, and it's pressed fentanyl. I know, I you know. know, like why? I don't understand that. I know, I like, know. how is that your marketing scheme? It's unbelievable. Like, I'm going to sell these as 30 milligram Percocets, but I'm just going to take fentanyl. And you know, it even scares me, me I mean, to talk it, about this. It's a, yeah. It's the yeah, thought that I, right. that I could be in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. That's, Either, any of us are, are eligible. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. And, and tonight. Like, yeah. it was you know? it was so, so sneaky that, like, 
people were going to detox to say that they wanted help. Yeah. And they're like, you're not even dirty. Yeah. Because they were doing straight fentanyl and they yeah. didn't yeah. know. That's right. That's a, right. A, a buddy of mine, he's like, lady, yeah. I just shot up in yeah. your bathroom. Yeah. Like, I, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I, uh, trust me, I'm high as a lab rat. And, and you know, they're like, you're coming up negative. I don't know how they're dealing with it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I think they got tests for it now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's pretty, but. it's pretty insane. Like, so I'll just tell you what happened at the end. I, I ended up going to treatment and um, a few times, Adkin, Worcester. And when I come out of there, I knew if I walked in this kid's apartment, it was over. I, I'm sure you guys know. You know you're going to die. I knew I was going to die from the inside. I mean, there was too many people dying around me and half my age. And, uh, and I, I, knew, I, I knew I was going to die. I knew I was next. And something told me, you know, you got you to do what... The, these guys years ago in '92, when they brought you to Fort Square, you got to, mm. and that's exactly what I did. Right. I get back to Fort Square in the morning. I was going to three meetings a day, and I found out how sick I really, really was. Um, as I stayed sober, I had two cases going at the time. You know, one in Dorchester, one in Quincy. Um, and so I'm two months sober, and I, I go to Fort Square in the morning, and then I went to a Braintree meeting noontime meeting and by six o'clock that night I was in handcuffs sober and I mm. knew but the cops couldn't believe it I told them my whole story I said I'm sober I, I said what do you mean you're sober we you just dropped a half ounce of coke and three bags of dope on the sidewalk out in Howell I was on camera well after I left my second meeting two months sober my thinking says oh it'd be a good idea sell drugs you can make money mm. if that didn't prove to me uh, how yeah. sick I was I had two cases going and now I'm in handcuffs. So that was a turning point right there. I knew right then, you know, no matter what's going to happen, I don't care. I'm just going to stay sober and face what I got to do. And I just buckled down and just... Yeah, because they got jail for sober people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. And believe me, I joke about it too because the last place I wanted to go was jail. Being a flight attendant for one and some of the tattoos I have on me that kill me in jail. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I got Charlie Brown tattoo on my leg. I got the Wizard <laughs> of Oz on my arm. I got a, a dolphin with a matching chick on my ankle. I could see me shuffling into jail that murder me, you know? So, <laughs> so that, I was terrified about doing time, especially at my age. I was in my late 50s at that point. Mm. I just turned 60 now. So. Yeah. so I'll just tell you, the whole miracle thing to me is I, I don't know how it happened, but I really, truly believe it's a miracle I, I, that the obsession was lifted from my mind. I, 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 that I, it's just a miracle. How can it not be a miracle when you use for 14 solid years? There was no, like, breaks into that 14 years. It's just constant. I had, you know, there wasn't any, like, you know, you hear people, they stop for a while or whatever, detox. There was none of that. It was solid 14 Mm. every day yeah, in and out yeah. and it was just unbelievable and the fact that it, it's gone been lifted how how long did it take to lift um and and did you do any therapy or like well while i was in treatment in california they put me up you know psych doctors and florida psych doctors because of the 9-11 stuff mm. and all, all this weird type of therapy they were putting Electrodes on my Alice. Did you do any uh, EMDR? Oh yeah, I did all that. That stuff, stuff yeah. works, man. Yeah, I did all that stuff. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, did I didn't that know at a... that point. I didn't. I didn't know nothing. I was so screwed up, you know. Um, I, j I just said, whatever you got to do, you got to help yeah. me. Whatever you got to do, I don't care. Yeah. So, um, but the, I think what really pulled me out of it was, I have to say, 
the best thing I ever did was join a group and get in the middle of this thing again mm. because it gave me the opportunity to release by telling my story and getting some relief from it. I just, and because of that, I've had people come up to me where I've been able to help without even knowing. And I'll just tell you one quick story of how that happened at my my home group. Um, I couldn't believe this happened. I, I, you know, I should have brought the letter in because uh, it was Christmas time and a guy in our group gets, dresses up as Santa Claus and calls up group members to say what they're grateful for. And, <laughs> and at the break, I walked outside. I, I'm not three or four months old. I, I can't remember. But my mind, when I speak at a detox, the only way I could explain my early recovery was like a ping pong ball in my head. Yeah. It was insanity. <laughs> yeah, racing it thoughts. wouldn't stop. I need. <laughs> so yeah. when I went yeah. to a meeting, I'd <laughs> yeah. focus on the speaker and I would get some relief and I could feel that relief. So I went to three, four meetings a day sometimes. I had to because I, if I was if I was driving there. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was nuts. Yeah. But, and I, I, so what it's happened like was when nerve. the obsession was lifted, this stopped. But I shouldn't say that. Not the obs- Like my mind, I didn't want to use. Mentally, I didn't want to use. But my body still did. Mm. Until the obs- when the obsession was lifted, then all of a sudden I got this stop and everything calmed down, and, and and that was the miracle to me. Like all of a sudden, I, I it just stopped. Do you remember like when? I, you know, I'd probably have to say it had to be five, six, seven months sober. But at that point, I was doing a lot of commitments. I was, you know, I became involved in the group. Do you feel like it was over a course of time? Or you feel like it was like that, or um, you know, so if. I don't know how much longer I could have lasted with this. Yeah, mm. right. So, you know, mm. it was told to me years ago, I don't quit five minutes before the miracle. And that always stayed in my head. Yeah, yeah. I don't care no matter right. what. Because yep. I knew I was going to die if I used. I knew I was going to die. I, I knew it. I knew it deep down in my soul. If I put something in my system, it was over. There was mm. no detox. There was, no, there was nothing left. It was either get sober or die, period. That's exactly how I felt. So yeah. I, I really had to jump in. Yeah. So what happened when I walked out at the break of that meeting, I walked outside, and of course, at that point, it's going on, you know what I mean? And, I'm thinking, <laughs> and I was up thinking about it, me, 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 me. That's all I could oh, think yeah. about, me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. And I walk out to have a cigarette, and there's this guy standing out there, strung out like I've never seen him before in my life. And it, it, it was unbelievable. He looked like he was ready to die. Mm. So I started talking to this guy, and I don't know what I said to him. I just I told him a little bit about myself and what was going on, da, 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 and I told him I'd go to Fort Square in the morning. The next morning, this guy's sitting at the meeting. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't mm. believe it. He's, and then the next morning, he's sitting at the meeting. And then the next morning, he's sitting at the meeting. And the next morning, he's there every day. And I'm like, you're going to be kidding me. He's telling me he just left his room and house that morning and couldn't draw the heroin into the syringe. He was shaking so bad. So he left the room and house and was walking down the street. He ends up in front of an AA meeting. I, when I walked out, that's how we met. And that's how we started talking. So he said he's trying to get sober for 30 years. So after I talked to him, and then he starts showing up at the meeting every day. Well, 74 days, I believe. I'm at Fort Square, and he's there every morning. And he's, he's sitting there, and he's there. I don't know if this is appropriate, but I feel like I should read this. And everyone's sitting at the meeting looking at him like, read this? What? He, no one said anything. And he pulls out this three-page letter. Oh, see, I got a motion. I think about That's That's the good stuff right there. Yeah. Mm. So... He starts to read this letter and he says to Paul V and he tells a story. 
Oh, we had a noose. Noose hanging up in the movement house. That morning. And because of whatever I said to him, the conviction I had for recovery, it made him go home, flush the dope, and show up at Ford Square that morning. Wow. He's it's been 74 days, and he, t he tells the story in the letter. So, after he, get, he gets up and he comes over and he hands me the letter. Well, mm. he said he was carrying the letter for five days, and he felt like that day he should read it. And everyone said, okay, and he reads it. After he hands me the letter, the meeting ends. Little did it, it's wild. Little did anybody know. That day was my birthday. Hmm. Said for five days he's been carrying it and wanted wow. to read it. And he reads it that day and it's my birthday. I'm telling you, all the drugs Amazing. I've done in my life, you could have gave me at once and wouldn't have got me as high as I was. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's to think that in the condition I was, that I could affect some guy like that. Right. By it's you sharing your experience with him, yeah, that's just, the best. That's the best bag of dope you ever had, right there. Absolutely. So you know awesome. that that was a turning point. I knew right then that this is what I got to do. Well, I that get, that might have been a bag of hope, not dope. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? Bag of hope. Now, I, this guy, you probably see him in here too. He comes here a lot. He, uh, he's been sober, I don't know, a couple of years now, and um, great guy. Great that's, guy. That's the good stuff. But man. incredible. You know, awesome. And all I did, so awesome. all I didn't do anything special. I just showed up. I didn't do anything else. No, I, you, I didn't you shared read. your experience. That's yeah, it. That's, I just showed. If I wasn't at the meeting, we wouldn't have met. So right. you know, that, you did. You were genuine. Well, I think, the, uh, you know, you I, I, I just get, that condition. I'm lucky I could have made it to the meeting. Right. But yeah, I, right. I was determined. I, don't quit five minutes before the miracle, and that was to me. Right. That was the miracle. It proved. It proved to me that. You know, because we all we all know what it's like when we get if we're lucky enough to get back here. Right. If, if yep. we lapse or whatever. That how low you feel and beat yourself up, whatever. I was in, I was in, I was, you know, I lost my career. I mean, I was, I was see, a and that's, mess. See, that's the mm. stuff. Like, I need to hear that because I've been here since I got here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know anything about recovery. Yeah. I found AA in jail. Mm. You know, mm. like don't. I said this last night at the commitment. The only time I ever heard halfway house was when the guy was telling me where he lived that I was selling dope. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. and he had gotten out of jail and went to the halfway house. Yeah. I, I, you know, the detoxes I went to aren't even around no more. Catholic yeah. charities, yeah. you know, yeah. like I went to a couple detoxes and it wasn't to get sober. It was to, because I didn't have any money. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. a hustle. I, yeah. I needed a place to sleep. That's right. You know, and then my last one was New Man, Plymouth House Correction. Yeah. You know, and I luckily I found Alcoholics Anonymous and hope in a woman sharing and yeah. i got a dick so he got the gift of identification yeah. with yeah. you and that's what i got with this yeah. woman yeah you know and, mm. and and then i ended up going to a treatment center you know and that's where i met tom yeah you know yeah, and, yeah. and here we are how many yeah. years later we are. Yeah. you know it's what crazy. i mean 16, like i i need later. to hear these things because that's going to help me in yeah. my journey yeah. you know because yeah. i don't know that 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 feeling of having some time and going out and and, yeah. and trying to come yeah. back yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and it, you know I tried. I went in and out, in and out, and out a lot. Seven years, I was going in and out. Yeah. And uh, and you know, uh, once I and I never got that first year. Yeah. Full mm. year. And uh, I used to sit in the meetings and, and look at the people getting their cake. You know, yeah. you get a cake after for after your first yeah, year. Yeah. Right. And I'd be like, I want one of 
Shaw's cake so yeah. fucking bad. <laughs> I know. It's just like a five ninety nine Shaw's cake. Yeah, you know what I mean? Matter. You could have went bought one. Fucking cake. Yeah. Because I never could get it. I remember yeah. sitting in the meeting in, in, uh, down in Situate and uh, high as a kite, having a coffee, spilling it all over myself, being totally embarrassed, walking out of the meeting, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. And, and just being so mad at myself and just feeling so hopeless. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Just, uh, and, and that's all it is, is, is that transmission line from, exactly. from one addict to that's another. Right. You know, that, 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 that divine thread yeah. the, that, that the connects judge, us all. The, mm. I hear it all the time, and it's true. The judge couldn't get me sober. My parents mm. couldn't get me sober. Mm-mm. It was some strange guy from South Boston that started the group in, in Quincy, Fort Square. He never did crack. He was an alcoholic. But he, something, him and a few other guys, they, they penetrated they penetrated because they understood. They just understood. Mm. So, yep. I don't know. It's a miracle to believe, to be, to be have a second shot at it. I always tell guys, like I did last night in the detox, you know, we all have our stories of devastation or whatever, people we know and all that stuff. And I have a couple that I, I know these guys were with me when I got sober. I met them at Fort Square, and one of them now, you know, I was smoking crack with this guy. He had a brain aneurysm. He had seven or eight years sober, and he's in a nursing home now until the day he dies. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why him? Me? I don't know. I don't know. But that's a fact. I just know that. I know it. You know that we all have those stories. Right. But I'm right. Uh, that the fact that I'm sitting here sober today and have a chance to have a second shot of whatever's and, left and, of my life. It's I, I better I better put a spark in somebody somehow. That's the thing. Everything in your life happened. The way it did, yeah. so that you could meet that guy. That's right. You know, that's right. and if and if that's all you get out I of know, it, I know. Then it's you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy it's, that it's people. Say, yeah. I'll be driving the, the Miracle Man. Yeah, that was caused by the Miracle Man. I don't know why. It's because I say it so much because it really, really to me, it really, really is. Right. It really, really is. Now, people in recovery can understand that, but people outside recovery don't realize how and how much that really is. Right. You know what I mean? All those God shots. Oh, my yeah. God. It's unbelievable. It's, it's and, unbelievable. You know, and, and to, to, you know, it, it talks about that. The, I, do they read Bright Spots over there at Fort Square? Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. like one of my favorite yeah. paragraphs yeah. in the book, yeah. Yeah. you know, to, to see, you know, someone recover yeah. and watch a fellowship grow oh, up. Oh, yeah. Autumn. It's unbelievable. Those are the Bright Spots, you know. Like, just, yeah. like you, it? Have, you have what I have now. Yeah. You know? It's crazy to me to see someone getting clean. Yeah. I love seeing that. Exactly, I love it. And and especially because it, it's kind of weird for me because I, I, you know, I was fucking homeless, running around, strung out to the gizzards, and like all the my friends got these lives. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I end up getting arrested and getting sober. You know, and now it's a long time later. Yeah, and I'm seeing these people give up those lives that they've yeah. had for so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like. Why did I get it then? Yeah. They weren't even addicts. Yeah. They were they they smartened up yeah. and now they're dying. Yeah. You know, they're losing their their yep. job, their yep. career, their house, their wife, their kids. It's unbelievable. It yeah. blows my I mind. Know. Like why me yeah. then? Yeah. Fucking. And there was so many times when I would try like I didn't want to kill myself, yeah. but I didn't want to live. Yeah. You know, oh, so it's yeah. like yeah. I know that there's enough in here that oh, yeah. this is possible. Yeah. I might be out. Yeah. Something happened. The fucking works would break. Yeah. I'd drop it. I'd yeah, br- yeah. You know, my girlfriend would come yeah. in one half. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and now there's not enough. Yeah, yeah. And, but so, and all that stuff yeah. like you happened because it was supposed to. Oh, yeah. To. Oh, yeah. No question. It's fucking, yeah. You know, blows my mind. If I tried to, you know, like 
one little thing could have changed oh, yeah. and changed my entire so I think the path. big the big mystery for anybody in recovery is for me anyway I have to say the biggest mystery in recovery is nobody knows who's going to get it or when they're going to get right, it right exactly you know, there's no book on that we just don't know that but we do I know for me I know that I can maybe bring some type of some type of hope at a time when when you're hopeless exactly. from what only we understand mm-hmm. puts us there. So it, that's why I love going to teach arts and carry the message because yeah, I see the despair. Absolutely. And I know that they can come out of that. All they need is a shot somewhere so they're going to hear something that keeps them there one more day mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. It, this is why This is why um, it's... it's uh, it's such a beautiful experience to get sober and to and to and to blossom into a new life. Yeah. And 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 it and I think that a lot of these maintenance programs are robbing people of that. Yeah. You hit that bottom, you go to that 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 low place, so that you can smarten yeah. up and come up and rise up from the ashes yeah. and, mm. feel, and and experience these type of yeah. things that 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 happen to us when we get clean. Yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 and. Uh, you know, I just, I think, I, I just think it's a cop out, and it's a, and it's, and it's a shame. Uh, I mean, if it's, if it's keeping someone alive, yeah, until the until, miracle happens, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, who? I, I forget. I forget who I was talking to. It's definitely something they, to be they said. were telling me. Um, they were sponsoring people, taking people through the twelve steps, yeah. and 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 a kid asks them, "Hey, will you take me through the steps?" Oh, that was the um, guy on last week, right? Was it last week? Yeah, he said so. he was on Suboxone. Mm. He's like, I don't know. So this kid ends up finding another sponsor that will take him through. Yeah. The guy that said no, he's like, I'll, I'll talk to you and help you. <clears throat> Sees the kid getting a year medallion off the Suboxone, off everything, yeah. taking people through to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. like you said, we don't know who's going to get it no. and when. My buddy Derek says, all right, if you can go out there and tell me when you'll come back. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. right. That's that's yeah. not powerlessness. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's not powerless. Right. If you can yeah. tell me oh. when you're going to come back in the oh. door, then, 100% then certain. go ahead. You can if you yeah. can know the future. Yeah, next thir- like crazy yeah. Tommy yeah. used to say, next yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah, at yeah. three. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey Tommy, when am yeah. I going to get this? I don't know. Yeah. Next Thursday at three. Yeah. You know, yeah. like all those people. I know a lot of the yeah. people you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I used to go to Fort Square every yeah. morning. Yeah. You know, and and my partner would pick me up. And um, pick me up there and we'll go to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I worked with a, a sober guy, a sober paint crew. Yeah. You know, like my get well job was like 10 years long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, I got to have the experiences that I normally wouldn't have had. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's some pretty powerful stuff that, that you've shared with us tonight. And uh, yeah. I appreciate that you, yeah. uh, that you yeah. came on. Well, the bottom line is, I know that anytime someone asks you to speak or whatever, you just you just do it. Mm. I don't have a question it. I don't care, it's right? Because you know, it's, that's just how it works. It just works that way. Yeah, you just. You I just don't, don't. You know, I don't. No. I don't preach anything to anybody. The you only thing I, tell, I suggest it, anybody yeah. is to show up, because when the you know, if you show up, the miracle can happen. Right. I I, I don't think the miracle is going to happen if you're sitting at home by yourself, because this disease wants you alone, mm. and yeah, I think you need sure. to be around. You need and so show up, and whatever you do from there, it's going to happen. We, because need, we need we need community as humans. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one yeah. of the one of the things that we need in yeah. in, in our life. That's is true. We need it? to have yeah. a community. We need to have like 
uh, a tribe. It's it's primal. Oh yeah, it's yeah, p- yeah. fucking primal. Yeah. Right, tribe. Like, all right, these are the people I'm hanging out with, and and Where, the best way to have it is people that are like minded and want the same things that you do, and yeah. they lift you up, yeah. not try and That's hold right. you down. That's right. right. You know what That's I mean? Right. But well, sometimes people can get caught up in. Yep. And, you know. the the us and them thing is is huge yeah and that's why people are tribal so that's why um like the program we went through uh the 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 senior residents who've been there for a while yeah. were kind of taking care of the house yeah and making policing it making sure everything's okay and so it kind of uh transitioned you from these us to yeah. those us the yeah. new us and those yeah. those old guys with them yeah yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah so it's the same thing with the with the meetings you know you're in meetings now everybody you know is sober now this is us yeah yeah and everybody out there using is them yeah you know yeah, yeah. We're, like you said we're tribal yeah definitely i you noticed know. for myself i noticed <clears throat> as as an addict for a while probably before the obsession was lifted like you know i'd be driving and i could spot an addict four uh, blocks down the street. You know what I mean? The body oh, could... Oh, yeah, you can see them. That <laughs> well, was crazy. So but easy. now I don't see them. It's mm. crazy. I don't see them anymore. Because you're not looking. Yeah. But I yeah. Just, I don't, that's not... In my, I don't know. It's just it's out of my... But... Uh, I see them. You know, yeah. I mean, I little, see them, but it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you're I, not focusing nah, on them. No, no. Right. I see them. If I do see them, I... But for the grace of God, there go I. Listen, right. every time I, drive, I see somebody's yeah. high, I say a quick, quick prayer. Yeah, I have what to. Do? I have to drive down Broad Street every day yeah. where the where the van is. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I see that, and yeah. it's like, thank yeah. you. God. I have to go down the mile a lot. The, I see. I know people yeah. down on the mile down there. It's yeah. horrible. Horrible. Yeah. The methadone mile. Yeah. 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 My brother works at. Um, my older brother works at uh, South Bay. As a matter of fact, they they had me come in there and speak, and uh, the reason. He called me, and the guy that does that stuff at South, South Bay, Bay I, Jail. Yeah, I was. Yeah. T- I didn't want to go. I've never been to the jail, right? Yeah. Of course, I was. I, I hope they don't see my tattoos or whatever. Right. But, <laughs> so the reason they wanted me, the guys, the guy wanted me to come in and speak, is because of I that I relapsed and was out there and made it back. Right. And he wanted that someone to come in and get that message across. That listen, you, you might have got here, on a, whatever, but there's a, you can get out of that. Absolutely, so, and, and, I, and I was glad I did it. But um, there's there's not too many people sitting in jail who yeah. who aren't affected in one way or oh, yeah. by oh, this yeah. disease. I'd say you know I'd say when I was there, ninety five percent, if not yeah. more. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. maybe some white collar crime dude. You know, yeah. But. So the funny thing was, after I talked to these guys, one of the guys comes up to me. It was unbelievable. I'm trying to remember what how he was connected. I think his father worked for one of the airlines on 9-11. And what happened? His, his, his father relapsed and, and overdosed and died. Something like that. I couldn't believe it. He pulled really? his, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like, what are the chances of this one inmate having that type of connection, you know? Yeah. Mm. And, uh, so that, that may have oh, know, yeah, yeah. solidified it for him. Yeah, like, yeah, wow, right. yeah. Now, now we get yeah, that comment. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, at that point, I remember when, I didn't know what to say to him. I was so shocked. I didn't expect that to come out of his mouth. But, you know... You know, there's a. I don't know. I don't know. I Since don't know. from the tragedy, we can we can uh, appreciate when the tragedy is not there. Appreciate yeah. recovering from the tragedy. Yeah. Mm. It's like a, a simple idea is like, uh, you know, when spring comes, you appreciate the warm weather so much more because it was just freezing yeah. cold. Yeah, a yeah while, that's right. You know, um, anything like that. Suffering is a. 
is is a good teacher. It's a good uh, thing to help you change. You know. Yeah. And we ain't gonna change until we are in enough no, pain. That's how people change is through yeah. pain. You, uh, yeah. Most times. Yeah. I try. I try to be proactive, but it's not easy. Right. You know? Another thing, I don't think, um, for me anyway, there's no rush for recovery. There's no rush because that's why it's a 24-hour day thing for me. Yeah. I'm in no rush. I don't care. Maybe that, that maybe I feel that way real strongly because I'm 60 now, but I try yeah. to tell guys, listen, there's no rush. There's no rush. It's today. Just worry about today. Don't, yeah, right. Because I know how I was early recovery years ago. You know, I got to do this. I got to get a job. I need a chick. I need this. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, all that all stuff. All the outside yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Just and thinking about the future. Uh, yeah, thinking about yeah, the and past. Guilty about the future. Yeah, worried about. The, it's I mean, understandable under that state of mind, but you know, there's no rush for this thing. You know, worried about the future. If guilty about the past. These guys designed this program, and it was a seven-day week program. I would have never made it. Yeah, I mean, right. I never made it. But thank God it's 24 hours. I can do 24 hours, you know what I mean? But seven right. days, oh, you know. Right, yeah. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, it was definitely great to hear you. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's good to uh, hear you. Yeah, I that was an unbelievable yeah, the story. The mir- hashtag the miracle man. Oh. Miracle uh, man. Yeah, so Kelly Ann says, hi, pa- hi, Paul, from Ray and I. From what? It's Kelly Ann Manning. Oh. You can go back through all this stuff later. Yeah. Uh, Merrily said good stuff. Oh, you hi, Merrily. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Merrily. Oh, uh, can I say hi to somebody? Yeah, can you I can say, say hi. To, um, you can say hi to whoever you want. How about, oh, hi, Jack. I got to say hi to yeah. Jack. Jack. Uh, Don't Jack. say that too loud. Yeah. Hi, Jack. Yeah. Hi, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Not on an airplane. <laughs> Cynthia. How you doing, Cynthia? You know, but yes, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that experience with us. Yeah, and, and, and like... Everyone knows where they were on that day. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Oh, yeah. I I talked about where I was, and it's, yeah. you know, that kind of helped me get to where I I, yeah. I ended up now because, you know, I was in Bridgewater, and I ended up leaving, swearing I wasn't going to do what I was doing anymore, and six hours later, I was high. Yeah. So then I go back to jail, and then the, uh, I'm in the holding cell, and they're like, hey, we can get your probation reinstated. I said, no, go tell them guilty. I'm going back to yeah. jail. Because yeah. I, I, I just yeah. showed myself that I was going to get fucking yeah. high again. Yeah. Yeah. I just showed it to myself. Yeah. So 9-11, I, I think, I think there that's was where a, I found. On 9 hey, 11, hey. for me, I think there was a couple of joints in the morning, a bottle of whiskey about mid afternoon, and, and a couple of bags of dope in the, after, in the evening. Yeah. Mm. So, so, what happened after I did my friend's show, the producer guy sent me a text. Now, as I said, every year I was, you know, that haunted me for years. Mm. Now that I'm sober. Um, so after I do a show, um, I get a text from this guy. Now, this year is the 19 year anniversary, this September. So wow. the 20th year coming up. So this guy, I couldn't believe it, what he wants to do. He wants to do a podcast for 24 weeks leading up to the 20th anniversary. And for. 30 minutes, we will recognize there were 24 flight attendants that day between both airlines. Mm. For 24 weeks, we will. the podcast will be just to tell about these flight attendants, their lives, what they're, what they're about. Oh, see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's, uh, that's unbelievable. We'll, uh, we should, we'll shout that out. I mean, yeah, definitely. Once, let us once know. you know what's yeah. going on yeah. and... Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to find a good show, but it never happen. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, like we always say, if anyone, you know, wants to share their experience with us or would like to come on the podcast, please message us let through us, the group. Let us know. Um, message us personally. 
you can go onto our, our website, website. Um, lolterms.com. Like, subscribe, share this yeah, video. Please, please uh, uh, subscribe to the audio podcast. Um, it's mm. on iTunes. It's uh, on the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stricker. Um, it's it sounds great. Yeah, uh, we work so, hard on it. So yes, definitely. Um, Appreciate you all listening. Yes. So that's about it. That's a wrap. Coming on. All right. Thank you, Paul. That was that was really good. All right. Peace. Peace.